0: Awesome. So, welcome back to the next episode of the Combat Subs podcast. So, I am here with my next guest, and she is a black belt with uh, checkmat under Lucius H. Uh, She's a no gi world champion. I actually just watched uh, her match again just to kind of refresh myself with her game with Jenna Bishop. Uh, but she won no, her no gi world championship back in 2019. She's a pan no gi and pan champion, fight to win champion. Uh, so, Natalie Hiberro, also known as Tata. Welcome. Thank you.
1: Hey, hello. (laughs) Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, of course. And, you know, I'm I'm kind of happy about the timing because it's actually, it's been a a really cool week for you, right? So I think it was your birthday yesterday and you got Uh your citizenship a couple of days ago, right?
1: Yes, exactly. It was a very special week for me. After six years, I was able to get my citizenship. It was a hard work, but it was it was for sure worth it. And yeah, yesterday I, I I turned 29. And it, I had a great time on my birthday. So yeah, it was very special. And also it was Lucas's birthday this week to my boyfriend. So we had some we have to double double celebrate the, the birthday and the citizenship.
0: Yeah, so all kinds of cool stuff going on this weekend. So I definitely appreciate you taking some time with me. So I have a question because I I didn't have to take the citizenship te- citizenship test. How uh, hard is the written part of it?
1: Oh uh, well, you have to answer some questions about history, the U- United States history, and they ask you about this how the government is set up. So yes, I had to study a lot. They gave <laughs> us a list of one hundred questions, and inside of these questions, they 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 choose 10. You have to answer six right. So I studied quite quite a lot, but it was good. I could answer everything right.
0: Awesome. All right, cool. So <laughs> you mentioned, you know, you've been here for a while. I think you said about six years.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: What's your favorite part about or favorite thing about living in the US?
1: Uh, well, my favorite thing is that I can work with the things that I like to, jiu-jitsu. So I can work with it. I don't need to do... Uh, something else to do jiu jitsu as a second job. Let's say that. Mm-hmm. So yes, I'm pretty happy that here is my favorite thing that I can work in jiu jitsu.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and what what are you know what's something that you miss about back home about being in Brazil?
1: Uh, I miss the family, right? Family is always yeah, it's something that is hard to to live far away, but I can manage to visit them. And sometimes they come here. And also some some, some places like, let's like, say the beaches, is something that I miss a lot there too, because the water is kind of cold in California. So yeah, and <laughs> there in Brazil, is not as cold as here, but it's beautiful. It's as beautiful as in Brazil, but the thing is sometimes I can't get into the water.
0: Yeah, because you're in the LA area, right?
1: Yes, I mean, yes, I mean, San Bernardino, so, but it's kind of 30 minutes to LA area, so. Okay, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, and yeah, the water definitely is cold, so I, I scuba dive a lot, so I always go to oh, warmer nice. places, and whenever uh-huh. I get into California, I'm, I have the full wetsuit on and gloves, I'm <laughs> oh like, man, this is way too cold.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> so, you know, I mentioned earlier, I was watching, you know, the match where you beat Jenna Bishop for your, your Nogi World Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of taking a look at your game and that sort of thing. As far you know, what stands out for most in your game? what's your the fa- your favorite part of your game?
1: Um, well, I play guard a lot. It's something that I like the most is is pull guard and play my bottom game. but sometimes I like I, I'm training a lot now wrestling with elder, the El Monstro yeah. and uh, and I'm kind of getting, I'm trying I'm trying to have a, to set up a good top game too, so I can, so when I sweep somebody, I can be comfortable on top, or if I go to a rule set where you can't pull guard, I have a good background on top as a takedowns with wrestling, so yeah, so but for now, my favorite part for now is to pull guard and play. When it's no gi, I like doing reverse de la Rivas a lot. And when I do gi, I do my spider guard. So, yeah, my bottom game is my main game.
0: All right. So, so from the bottom, what's your favorite submission?
1: Uh, triangles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, something that I like to do a lot. It's triangles, or if I get the back, I go for the choke. But triangles for sure is my favorite one.
0: Yeah, because you're you're kind of tall or lanky, right? You have longer limbs for people your size, mm-hmm. and yeah, always mm-hmm. the tall people. They always love the triangles. Short guys know, like me, I I almost <laughs> footlock myself sometimes trying to get oh into a triangle God. because my legs are so short. Uh,
1: oh yes, I know. I understand that. Yeah, so it's good thing for me that my legs is not sh- my legs are not short, so I can do the triangles
0: <laughs> for sure. <laughs> So, you know, you, know, you talked a little about you're kind of working on your top game, you're working on your wrestling. Mm-hmm. If you could improve one thing about your game, what would you improve?
1: I think I would improve my wrestling, my, my takedowns, for sure, and my balance, especially when I'm trying to exchange takedowns because you have it to, if you want to be on top, and try to take down. have it to have a good base, a good balance, right? So it's something that I would improve for sure. To okay. so have a good pros, yes, and counter attacks or some attacks, yes.
0: <laughs> All right. So since you're working on your top game now, what what is you know what are your favorite transit or your favorite uh, submissions from the top?
1: Um, from the top, let's see maybe I, I like doing a lot i like passing too i like passing and scramble to the back to go for the choke okay. or i like doing the arm bar from the back too so same thing scramble if i can reach the back i go or choke or an arm bar
0: okay so basically still get to their back whether you're yes. on the bottom or on the top that's the goal <laughs>
1: exactly <laughs> uh-huh.
0: very cool So I know that you, you know, you mentioned, you know, you just had your 29th birthday, but you've been doing jujitsu for a pretty long time. So how did you initially get into it when you were little, Tata?
1: Yeah, so I was, let's say, eight or nine years old when I started because my parents, they used to do jujitsu. My mom used to do jujitsu and then my dad still does jujitsu. And it was my mom that took me to a gym next to our house. And that's where I started. In Brazil, back in Brazil, I was a little one, and it was very nice. I, I, I remember that I used to have fun during, doing jiu-jitsu when I was a kid. So, yeah, and, it was from my parents.
0: And did you compete a lot when you were younger?
1: Uh, not much. I remember that because I was a kid, then my parents put me to do a lot of sports, so it wasn't only jiu-jitsu that I used to do. I used to do judo, uh, swimming classes, and gymnastics. So I didn't have much time to go to a competitions. But I did competitions that I probably did. Yeah, I did at least once, eight, eight tournaments as a kid. But yeah, it was always fun.
0: <laughs> so you're, in judo, is it a sensei or is it still a professor?
1: It's sensei.
0: Okay, so what does yeah. your judo sensei think of the fact that you pull guard? Even though you to take a judo <laughs> I passage? don't
1: think she would be happy to see me doing that, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she, if she sees that at least I, I can do something on bottom, she would be happy, but I'm very positive that she would get a little mad at me for so. starting pulling guard. Before I pulled guard, I used to play top games. I used to take downs and pass. But then when I moved here to United States, uh, I, I put in my mind that I needed to work on a bottom game because I didn't have any bottom games, uh, any game set up. So I told myself, Natalie, you have to find your game on bottom because if someone switched me, I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> so I tried everything. I tried Bowl, I tried De La Rive, I tried half guard, X guard, all I could find was the, the spider guard. So yes. So she would be happy in the beginning, but then she would kind of ah oh, no, you
0: well, you, <laughs> You're winning though. That's the important part. Yeah, right?
1: that's a good thing. Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> so, you know, we're kind of what what caused you to want to move to the US, move to the US, or what were you know some of the reasons that you did move here?
1: Um, well, first when I first came to do competitions to compete. I came 2015 to do Penance and stayed until Worlds. But then I found an opportunity where I was staying. My professor, my old professor, where I was staying here in LA, he gave me an opportunity to be here. He would help me with with my visa. Then I stayed i said why not right <laughs> could find a job here what there was uh, as i told you earlier that i like is it's jiu so the perfect job that i could have here so i couldn't say no you know
0: yeah you know sometimes those opportunities kind of just present yourself themselves mm-hmm. and you have to take them
1: exactly
0: so you know was there a, a moment in time or you know a, a thought through your head where all of a sudden it just kind of made sense you're like hey, I'm pretty good at jujitsu. jitsu Like, I can make this my career. I can do this for a real job. Did you have mm-hmm. that kind of moment?
1: Yes, I did. It was, I remember it was kind, it was right when I came, because I had a, a, I had a son, I had a kid. Mm-hmm. So right when I started training again, after I had a kid, that was like, I started competing again. And I was like, mm, I think I, I, I like this. I think that's what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do for my life, is to do Jiu-Jitsu. So let's see how it goes. I was, in, I was a blue belt, and I was competing in Brazil, and then I, I don't know, I had this thought, and here I am.
0: <laughs> and obviously, it's working out because you're competing, you're, mm-hmm. you're being a professor, uh, you know, everything. at the school with Lucas, those sort of things. So mm-hmm. clearly, clearly made the right, clear decision.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm <laughs> still happy. I'm happy with my decision. <laughs> Didn't have any regrets yet.
0: So, you know, you mentioned, you you know, you've been doing this for a long time since you're a little girl, eight or nine. So almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what are some of the most important things that you've learned on your jiu-jitsu journey?
1: Um, I learned, I learned how to, to stay. Uh, let's see. How I can say that yeah I learned that um, everything in life we have to be patient it's never gonna be on our time so during competitions for example when we lose so we we have to understand that sometimes we learn to get better for the next tournament so uh I have to I I felt that in jiu-jitsu I learned a lot so um how to lose let's say that yeah. To be patient so I can train harder to keep competing again, not to give up on something. So Jiu-Jitsu taught me how uh, the patience and the and, not, and never give up on what you really want, you know? And sometimes it's never going to be on the time you want, but maybe in the future. So we we'll have to keep going.
0: Yeah, I, I had a similar kind of experience. I'm a really competitive person. and So as a kid, I played a bunch of sports. And mm-hmm. I would always get mad after I lost. Yeah, so exactly. Now I still get mad when I lose, <laughs> but now I at least I use that anger towards all right, how do you get better? because right? you, yes. you're not gonna quit, you have to keep going. But exactly right? what did he do? What did he catch you in? Okay, how do you work around that? And then I'll just drill it for let's say the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Then I don't get caught in it again. So I've just Maybe it's because I'm old, but, you know, I'm getting wise in my old age, and I've learned, like, all right, use some of that anger or aggression for positive rather than the foolish stuff I did when I was a kid.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's so that's what I felt that I learned in in jiu-jitsu something. I had a lot of things that I learned, but I think the main one is that uh, are those two.
0: So when you first started competing... Were mm-hmm. you like a typical white belt? Were you like super ner- nervous, kind of spazzy, or were you kind of calm and cool when you were in there?
1: Um, so I, I always get nervous when I compete, like always, always seems to. <laughs> Well, as a kid, I don't think I had that nervousness before because, you know, you're a kid, you don't understand what you're doing there. You don't go there to win, you go just to have fun. So that's the way I used to do when I was a kid. But once you become uh, an adult, you kind of get more competitive and you, you feel that you put some pressure over yourself because you understand what is going on more. You know that you can, you go there to win, but sometimes you're gonna lose. So you never know what the results are gonna be. So I started getting more nervous in competition. But what I feel that I do to relax me a lot is listen to music. So every time before the, my fights or before tournaments, I put my earphones on and then I listen to music to, you know, to calm down, to enter in my own world and forget about the outside. So, yes, I still kind of get nervous about it.
0: Do you still, when you compete in the gi, do you still, you know, get the forearm tightness that you get because you're grabbing oh, yes. onto the other person's mm-hmm. gi so hard in the beginning? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, in the gi, especially in the gi, because especially when, uh, when people play a lot with grips. So the forearms always get hard and it's always like painful after the fight and you have it to, to lose it a little bit to massage it because you're going to have a second one soon. So yeah, it's pretty tough when you have the forearms like
0: very hard. <laughs> Man, I was hoping that would go away eventually at some point, but apparently no. No, that's not the case.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. No, there's no chance. When you go, if you train, if your game is grip training, it's grip game. So never, it's never gonna stop.
0: When do you find that the nerves finally, you know, go down and you can relax and just be you? Is it kind of after the fist bump? Is it when you pull guard? Like, is there a moment when you kind of feel like you're in your, in your zone?
1: Um, so I feel, um, I always feel that after I step on the mat, I kind of get more relaxed. So my nervousness, is, my nervous is always before, like, before the match, always I get nervous. Oh my God, what am I going to do? Oh, what should I do? What if she does something? So my nervousness is always like that. But when I step on the mat to compete, to fight, it kind of goes it's not that it goes away but you know when you feel that oh this is my comfortable zone no matter what i'm gonna be here i'm gonna i'm happy to be here yeah so that's how i feel when i step on the mat
0: perfect yeah so you know as you think about some of the people that you kind of look up into jujitsu who are some of those people
1: Uh, So my inspiration that I tell everybody is Luisa Monteiro, she's someone that I always looked up to and since since I was a blue belt when I started knowing what jiu-jitsu really was, uh, I used to watch her every time competing in Rio, the Rio Open, the IBJJF tournaments. And I always used to see how good she was and always, winning or losing, she always was there, competing, doing her best. So I feel that Luisa Monteiro is my number one inspiration. And I always look up to her. Even today, still today, I always, if I can, if I have an opportunity, I go there, talk to her. Sometimes I ask some advice. So, yes.
0: Yeah, that's that's the cool thing about some of the tournaments when you go to it and you see some of the people that you look up to and you go mm. and say hi and shake your hand and you find out like they're a regular person and they're exactly. normally super cool about it. Yeah, that's uh-huh.
1: awesome. yes, it is. It's very cool.
0: Do you have any, uh, you know, nemesis or you know, competitors where you you want you you kind of go back and forth and sometimes she wins, sometimes you win.
1: Um I have I have um so her name is Gabby McComb. She's she's from Athos now, she, she trains at Athos right now, and we are um I think we are two two. I want two and she won two. So we are always having these back and forth matches, and it's always good to compete against her because our game is it always matches because she some uh she plays on top and I play on bottom so and then we can exchange exchange some sweeps and some passes so it's always nice competing against her but it's like this so two times I won and two times she won.
0: Yeah, th- those are those are the fun. It's you know when you mm-hmm. you know, you, you, can, you get that bit of back and forth and you know it's their best yes. game against your game. Uh huh. So, you know, we've been talking about competing and those sorts of things. Um, you know, how do you how do you train to get to the level that you are? So, like, as an example, how many times a day or a week do you roll?
1: So, I train jujitsu. I train two times a day. Okay. And strength and conditioning, I do three times a week. Because I feel that if I work out every day, I feel that my body won- is not going to be good enough to train jiu-jitsu after. Because, you know, we, we push way we pull away, we do um, a lot of workouts, and then we get kind of tired, the legs get weak at the time you're going to do jiu-jitsu. So I feel that three times a week is good enough for strength and conditioning for me, at least for my body, mm-hmm. and jujitsu because the main thing that we do is jiu-jitsu so it's something that we have to practice more so i do two times a day
0: and what does your jiu-jitsu training look like are you you know going hard for both of those sessions or you do like one with that's a little bit like more sparring and then one where you're a bit maybe you know, more flow rolling you working on technique what does that look like
1: um so in the morning i do competition training So we go hard. We have to train like very, very hard. And when I do at night, it's always with the students. It's always after my classes. So I get the time to to train a little bit. Not like porrada, uh, going for like a competition training, but to work more in positions and put yourself in a hard position so you can work on... So something, yeah, some stuff that I do during then the second train.
0: And then, you know, you said you did strength and conditioning, I think, three days a week. Three yes. What does that look like? Are you doing, you know, like power training, like squats and deadlifts? Or are you doing more like interval training kind of things?
1: So it depends. It depends on 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 what I'm gonna do. So if I'm about to compete, let's say one month before a tournament, so I do more. Um, I do more, I do more strength condition like a circuit, something that is in, it's in short time and mm-hmm. you have it to, to do like very fast, you know, and then when I'm not competing, if I, or it's not a big tournament, then I do regular workouts, squats and deadlifts and some, yeah, some regular uh, workouts
0: okay mm-hmm. and how do you how do you take care of your body like what do you do for recovery do you do ice baths or sauna do you do nothing
1: mm-hmm. um well what i i don't do much of these things sometimes what i do is the gum massage i pass where i feel pain mm-hmm. but i'm not a i do sauna but it's more when i'm losing weight mm-hmm. and sometimes i go to jacuzzi to relax yes so, but it's nothing that I... It's like there every day I do it, you know?
0: And you compete around 130, right?
1: Yes. It's between 125 and one... With gear, 140. Yeah, so between 125 and
0: 140. Do you have to cut much weight?
1: Uh, for 125, I have to cut at least five pounds. Like to do on a, going on a hard diet. I have to cut at least four pounds, five, four
0: pounds. And so do you basically cut everything ahead of time and then you kind of, you stay at that weight going into the competition or do you cut it, uh, you know, everything like the day or two before? No,
1: I don't like doing that. I start with one month before the tournament. If I have to fight in feather division, for example, then I start one month before because even though, the, even though it's only five pounds, I don't have much things to lose. So I have to start very early so I can be able to change my diets and be able to see how my body is reacting to the diet. So one month before for me is enough to start the diet. I don't like cutting everything in one day or on the week of the tournament because I feel I'm going to get weak.
0: Yeah, and you feel terrible that whole week when you're training. You yes. feel so weak and you know you can
1: so- even train, yeah.
0: Yeah. So what does your diet look like? Let's just say it's a normal week. You don't have any competitions coming up or anything like that.
1: I usually eat, I stop eating grains a lot because I feel that it's very heavy and hard to lose. So I use so for carbs, I eat more, let's say sweet potatoes, broccoli, vegetables, you know, and protein. Sometimes protein, I eat anything like uh, chicken or steak or pork, seafood, but yeah, I kind of get less of the portion, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it's mostly like that. I stop just with the grains. For me, it's something that I feel it's hard to lose, Uh, bread and rice, beans, pasta, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's always with vegetables.
0: Yeah, and those are those are delicious. So I've done the same thing, and it's hard to do those <laughs> up for sure.
1: It is hard. It's very hard. I love carbs. For me, carbs are the worst. For me, it's the hardest part for me is stop eating carbs.
0: And how does your diet change when, let's say, a regular time versus you know a month out when you're getting ready for a competition?
1: Um, so on on when right when I start the first week, what I do is um, I don't stop right away with the grains, I just put less last portion okay. for the first week, and then I will start uh, putting sweet potatoes and broccoli to start changing the diet, and then on the second week, it's only vegetables, sweet potato a lot, and protein, so it's basically, it's not much, I just eat vegetables and protein, and that's it. And then if on the week of the tournament, I still need to lose, let's say, two pounds, then I stop with the carbs, with the sweet potatoes, just protein and and some, you know, some lettuce salad, you know.
0: All right, that makes sense. And so, I mean, really, it doesn't sound like your diet, it's not a drastic change, it's more... No,
1: it's just, yeah, they just put less less portion, portion yeah. Because and, I tried last, before, let's say, two years ago, I used to cut carbs, everything, like everything. And then I used to get very weak during the tournament. So I started uh, asking help to Lucas and he told me he put me in the right direction and now i'm now i'm i feel that i'm doing better now with my diet no crazy stuff anymore
0: (laughs) (laughs) do you pay attention to how much water you drink or do you just drink it as you need it
1: oh so water i i think i feel that on the first two weeks and a half of four weeks I drink water without uh, way, uh, worrying about it. Drink a lot of water because it helps you to, to lose weight. Believe it or not, drinking a lot of water makes you lose weight faster too. And then after, maybe on the week of the tournament, maybe I don't drink too much, just a little bit so I can manage my weight.
0: And then when you're in the sauna, you said sometimes you use the sauna to cut weight. Mm -hmm. How long are you in there?
1: I do 30 minutes, but I do in in intervals. I do 10 minutes and then I go outside. I stayed one or two minutes outside and then I go back. Three times I do that. And yeah, it helps. Yeah, it's not something unhealthy too. I don't stay there for one hour without getting out.
0: That's, that's probably a better plan than what I do, because I just do 30 minutes straight. <laughs> and I, like the first 20 minutes, it's not oh. that bad. I'm like, all right, I can handle this. Mm-hmm. Then the last 10 minutes, I feel like I'm a prisoner. Like, I know. That's oh what I like, like, I know I'm not going to die, but that's like the thought in my head is like, mm-hmm. the worst thing ever. What am I doing?
1: <laughs> I know. I feel that. I tried that before. It was the same thing.
0: So, you know, as you're kind of, you know, we talked about some of your diet, your strength and conditioning, those sorts of things.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: as you're kind of getting ready for the competition, let's just say it's the day of, right? Let, let's just say it's like fight to win, right? So you're going to probably compete at eight, nine o'clock, something like that. Mm-hmm. What does your day look like from the time you wake up until you step on the mats at like eight, nine o'clock?
1: Um, well, these uh, dated, uh the day of the tournament is i feel that is the day that i most feel nervous sorry let me just put the computer to charging sure. um so it was, it's the day that i most feel uh, that i feel nervous but what i do is i try to rest as much as i can i don't and i get nervous so nervous that i can't even eat like, I, I, I don't feel eating, like eating, you know? If I have to fight at night, for example, I try to have dinner and a little bit, oh, dinner, no, sorry, breakfast and a little bit of the lunch, but not much, not much than that. And I just rest. I try to focus a little bit, remember, open up my mind, remember what I train, everything that I've trained to put on the mat. And that's it, just focusing and training and, and resting.
0: And you mentioned that you listen to music, you know, when before you step on the mats. What kind of music do you listen to? I,
1: I, I listen to everything because I like, I'm kind of eclectic on the music. So I go from Brazilian country music to uh, rap United States music. So everything on my playlist I like to listen to.
0: And, You know what does your warm up look like? Like, let's say it's you know twenty minutes before, thirty minutes before. Are you like really trying to break a sweat and, and work really hard? Or are you just kind of going through movements? What are you doing? No,
1: I like doing drills. I drill like um, five minutes drill. I go to open up the lungs to get the sweat, you know, because I need to feel warmed. I need to feel the because on the on the two first minutes of a match. If your, your lungs are not open enough, sometimes you're gonna like feel that you're dying, you know? And I don't like feeling that during the match. So yeah. I prefer a few that during the warm-ups. So it's where I get really tired. I do some pass, some, torrent, uh, some drill passing drills because it's speed drills. We work a lot footworks and then, yes. And then I feel that I'm warm enough
0: for the, for the fight. Yeah. And I, I'm not gonna say how much older I am than you, but I'm I'm a significant amount older than you. And <laughs> yeah, I found warming up is becoming more and more important as I age. When I was younger, I could just just go for it you know cold Mm -hmm. and i would be fine Mm -hmm. but i i tried that at a competition just to see how it worked and it did not work very well at all
1: (laughs) yeah i feel that too i don't like i don't like going there without warming up because i feel that my legs get really heavy and sometimes i feel that i don't move well enough so i prefer to see my body to to have my body in the same way that i train during the gym during the you know so during the training, so, yeah, so I like doing very hard warm-ups.
0: Yeah, I think um, I almost, I might actually, I think I do better after, like, when we spar after class. I think it's because I've done the whole class to basically mm-hmm. get ready for that. And mm-hmm. it's hard to kind of match that in competition where you yes, get it warm is. enough.
1: hmm
0: have you figured out any secrets with the kind of up and down where, you know, you get warm and you go compete and then you win your match and then you have to wait 30 minutes or an hour and then you have the I next know. match? Do you yeah, have any tips they, on that?
1: No, I haven't done anything, anything, after, uh, anything after my first match. I try just to relax because I'm already on the zone. You know so you I just put my hoodie on and I listen to my music because that's where I focus for the next match so I just try to do that to be there relaxing sometimes I do some jumping jacks I jump to one side or to the other but nothing crazy yeah. okay
0: so just and you just kind of keep yourself warm because you have the hoodie on and that sort mm-hmm. of
1: thing yes
0: when you compete in Nogi do you put pants on too or do you just put the hoodie on top?
1: No, just, put it, just put the hoodie on top and that's it. Yeah.
0: So I have a really important question. And most guys that train jiu-jitsu have this question. Mm-hmm. If your wife or girlfriend doesn't train jiu-jitsu, how do you get them into it?
1: I don't know. I've never stopped to think about it because, yeah, Lucas, he's, he's black belt. Almost the same, he's a black belt for so long. So I've never had someone to, I've never had the time to stop, to think about it. But maybe I would take the person to to the training to see how they feel, what they think about it. Or I put them to train, or you have to go there, you're going to train and see how nice it is. But I never stopped to think about that.
0: Do you do women's classes at your school?
1: I used to. Now we don't do because with the COVID, we had to expand more the classes. So I didn't have the time to put a women's class, but I used to have. And in our gym, we have a lot of girls. So we have uh, about 30 girls in the gym. So yeah, so I think I should start doing the women's class again. But, yeah, we have a lot of girls. Sometimes we sometimes have more girls doing the class than guys. It's very nice to see that.
0: That, That's awesome, yeah. Uh uh, My daughter, actually, she's the one that got me into it. She started doing it first. No way, really? Yeah, and then I did the parents and kids classes with her, Uh and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to do this too. And then it took me about three years, roughly, to finally convince my wife that she needs to do it. Oh,
1: that's so nice.
0: Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's awesome. But I know a lot of guys have that question like, man, how do I get my girlfriend to do this? Like, I I don't know. I just, I nagged my wife until I think she said, just
1: tell them, oh, let's go, let's go to a class. Oh, there is a girl training there. Go there. You're going to have fun. I don't know. I think I would drag them into the mat saying, hey, let's go, let's train.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you primarily train more with women or do you train more with guys?
1: Mm, I, both. I, I feel, I think I train more with the girls, but I train with guys too. I have no, I don't know. I feel that training with everybody is important for your game. So, yeah, I try to train with the guys that are almost about my way, not too heavy because then it's not going to be a training, a good train for me or for the person. But, yeah, I try to train with both
0: so, you know, as you start to think about your future and you know what you're gonna do, what are what are some of your plans or what are some things that you have in mind?
1: What do you mean like if like are do you digital. are you guys gonna
0: open up another school? Do you oh. want to keep yeah? Do you so want to we want to
1: we want to to open an, not another school but in a bigger place because we have two schools and one in Upland and one in La Harbor. And the upland, the one in upland is getting too small because a lot of people we have a lot of people and the gym is very small. So we want to go to a bigger place. So our plan right now is gonna be to to move to a bigger place. And next year I am I'm planning on doing all the, the biggest tournaments because everything's gonna come back. Hopefully, it's gonna come back next year. So I'll have Europeans, panam brazilian nationals and worlds to to do it so i want to plan on doing all of them
0: nice and mm-hmm. i know you you know you mentioned you know kind of plans going forward i know you just did a jiu-jitsu camp in italy right
1: mm-hmm.
0: do you have yeah. any upcoming tours or seminars or anything like that where people come uh,
1: to- well hopefully next year i can have this camp again it was very nice And I don't know, maybe next year I have some seminars with Lucas. So every time we travel, if we go to Europe or even around the United States, we sometimes we do seminars together. And then, yes, that's our plan for next year. So when we go to Europe, for example, we get some seminars. When we go to Brazil, same thing. And right here, if someone is interested, yes.
0: The, the camp that you did in Italy, is it in English or did you have to learn Italian?
1: No, <laughs> it was in English. Yeah, it was in English. But uh, I mean, some of people, some Italians people had a seminar, a seminar there. So they they were speaking in Italy, but the main one was in English. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know much about Italy. It's hard to see, even though they speak Portuguese, it's hard to learn uh, Italian.
0: Yeah, I, I only speak English, so I, I definitely understand that. I mean, I understand the curse words in Portuguese, uh, but, but that's about it.
1: Yeah, no, but yeah, it's kind of hard. But yeah, it was in English and it was very nice. It was a very nice camp.
0: So if someone, let's say, wants to book you for a seminar or get you on a tour or something like that, how should they connect with you?
1: Um,
0: so I have Bucky, my manager. So
1: every time I have something on mind or a super fight or a seminar, uh, I ask them to talk to Bucky. Then I give, I give them my contact. And yes, and then Bucky talks to me. Hey, Natalie, you have something. And yeah, Bucky is my, my, my agenda.
0: <laughs> it makes it you just, you focus on on competing and being good at yeah. you. Yeah. Of all the business stuff. Yes. Perfect, and then you know, if people want to want to follow you, it's uh, Tata W Gibero, uh yeah. on Instagram, right?
1: exactly. Yes.
0: And do you do anything else? Like, do you have YouTube or Twitter th- or Twitter? Um,
1: uh, like- no, I don't have Twitter. I have uh, a YouTube channel that I have to start putting more videos over there, and my my account on on YouTube is Natalie Ribero and what else and my facebook that is natalie Ribero too and yes i'm not very good with social medias
0: <laughs> my right.
1: main one is instagram
0: yeah. you do good on instagram and like i said right your focus is get good at jujitsu right be the champion yeah somebody else can take care of your Instagram. Exactly. Well, perfect well hey I, I really appreciate you taking some time with me this weekend You I know I, like i said i know it's your birthday weekend so I will let you go back to having fun and celebrating. And uh, yeah, no, thank
1: you so much for having me here. It's always nice to talk about my life a little bit. And so people, so everybody can know a little bit of my, my, my journey to today. So thank you so much for having me on your podcast.
0: Yeah, it, it was a pleasure. And again, everybody go follow her, Tata W. Hibero, on mm-hmm. Instagram.